the thought that we should pray or that we need to pray is often the very thing that keeps us from spending time with God. How can we get over this sense of having to check the mental box that says, I prayed today? In today's episode, I'm going to be having a conversation with faith coach Emily Lewis. She went through her own journey of finding God's grace in prayer. Emily's going to share a bit of her own story and some insights, as well as practical tips on beginning your own journey where you can find fresh freedom in a place of prayer. That's all coming up today on Storming the Gates. Welcome to Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer. You will be inspired, equipped, and find strength for every battle you face. And welcome back once again to Storming the Gates. I am your host, Joni Scott, and I am so happy to have you here with me today. I mentioned in my previous episode that this year I am going to be adding a a fresh interview each month. And I am so happy that this is my first interview because when we are growing in a life of prayer, we want to build that prayer life on the foundation of trusting and resting in our position as God's beloved sons and daughters. And Emily expresses this dynamic of prayer so well. Emily and I recorded this interview back in November, and I just re-listened to it. And I have to tell you, I was so inspired and encouraged by her insights. Emily really has a gift from the Lord to share how God's grace can permeate all that we do. And I know you're going to love this. And then after you listen, be sure to connect with Emily's ministry through the links provided in the show notes. All right, enough of this intro. Let's dive right in. And today I have with me a special guest. Her name is Emily Grace. She's a spiritual mentor and a faith coach, and she's a fellow podcaster. She does the Abundant Grace podcast. So welcome, Emily. Hi, Joni. Thank you so much. Well, I'm really excited to have you because you have just a story that really blesses my heart, having um, come out of a lot of rules and regulations, not being able to fulfill them, giving up on God. And then I found him when I realized mm-hmm. his grace. So isn't it cool that you're, is your real name Grace? Um, my last name is Lewis. Lewis. And is your middle name Grace or did you kind of? No, no. So yeah, Grace was just something that absolutely rocked my world a few years ago. And um, that's a big piece of like how I got into podcasting and why, um, because I wanted to share it with other people. That's awesome. And that's uh, part of why my oldest daughter's name is Grace, but that's another Mm -hmm. story. I would like to hear a little bit about your prayer journey, but first tell us a little more about yourself and what you're doing now. Okay. Um, So I am, like you said, I'm the host of the Abundant Grace podcast, and and I am a spiritual faith mentor for um, women. I do one-on-one coaching and group coaching, and it's been born out of my story because I grew up trying to fit all of the boxes and do all of the things and check off all of the things on my list in order to keep people happy. Mm-hmm. in order to feel like I belonged because I was desperate to belong. I was mm-hmm. desperate to fit in. I was desperate to find value. And 
the way that I measured my value was by whether or not I was like doing enough to fit in and doing enough to keep people in God happy. And I, I tried my best. I was a very good little legalist and, uh, was very proud of, proud of what I was doing and felt like I was accomplishing, but my, like I said, any shred of self-worth was measured by how well I did that day or then bottoming out when I didn't meet that list. So there was a lot of pressure to be like almost perfectionistic and performance-based. And fast forward about uh, like 28 years of my life. And I, um, after experiencing like my worst case scenario, you could say of being rejected by the faith community that I had so desperately tried to find belonging in, when I started asking questions, when I did find God's grace, Um, I no longer fit there anymore. And Mm. we chose to leave and we were um, basically shunned. And that was so painful and hard. But through that, God brought people into my life that loved me for who I was and saw worth and value in me, um, not just because of what I could do. And they also saw potential in me that didn't fit the check boxes that I had been trying to stuff myself into. And it was so, that part was so life-changing too. And now I get to do the same thing for other people and see potential in them and help them break out of the boxes that they feel like they've been put in by God. You know, that we feel like sometimes that our um, feelings of less than or feeling like we have to be a certain way has been signed off by God and it hasn't been. And so helping people untangle that and actually be confident in who they are, um, like I learned to be, is such a gift. So I'm very thankful to be able to do this work and encourage people. That's awesome. And then, yeah. And, and you seem very excited and free, you know, mm-hmm. since, I don't know, would you say you were delivered in a sense from legalism? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And from, yeah, my own my own pride and ability okay. to do things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first of all, let's, let's kind of relate this now back to how this fits into prayer. So when you were checking boxes, so to speak, um, trying to get everything right, what did your prayer look like then? Mm, it was very um, formal. And it, I think mostly I felt like it needed to be, you know, on my knees verbally, like I wasn't like, I felt like I had to be talking out loud to pray. And, um, it was felt like I needed a list of things to pray for. Like I needed a list in order to like pray for. So I very, um, diligently tried to write everyone down on a piece of paper, you know, and pray for them. And it, it never, it never felt like I accomplished what I set out to do, but, um, I I put a lot of parameters or pressure on it to look that way. But what happened then to, you know, like, how did that change as you begin to learn more about God's grace? Mm. You know, one of the things that I learned was to sit and listen. Um, In prayer, a lot of times when we're just doing it to do it, or even when we have great motives to pray for other people, we, 
we can sit and pray and pour our heart out and then we walk away. And God doesn't always answer right away, but his presence is something that is always with us, but we we forget or we miss it. And if we pray and then stop and pause for a minute and let him maybe he does have an answer for us right away. Maybe his his presence is just comforting and um helps our helps quiet us, you know, help us, helps us be still. Um, that was one of the big things that started to shift, um, first. Okay. So, um, now what does it, how would we know if we are maybe doing performance prayer versus relational prayer? Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I think this is a complicated question because what works for one person might not work for somebody else, right? It's not necessarily bad to have a prayer list. It's not bad to um, maybe prayer walks are your thing. But when we start like looking at how other people do things, we can get great ideas. But when we think, oh, I should be doing it this way, or I should be doing it that way. um, How do we know if it's more performative? Mm. Yeah, if, if we're, if we're yeah, I guess if we're doing it <laughs> if we're doing it just to just to check it off our list, which we do things like that in life all the time, right? So there's no shame in it, but if we're doing it just to say that we did it. Okay. Um yeah, that's how I would notice it in me. Yeah, I mean I think it's important to be aware of it that we are, you know, developing relational prayer with God. Um, but at the same time, I do want to say, put in a certain amount of time every day. Cause I think like what you said earlier, that waiting, uh, listening to God is makes all the difference. One of my most listened to podcasts had to do with finding keys and how we always run around looking, 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 uh, and we pray as we go. And I have found that when you stop and pray and just wait and listen over and over again, God has shown me where the keys are or whatever we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of similar that, you know, developing a relationship. So mm-hmm. as you begin to change your prayer life, how did that change your relationship with God? Mm. It changed that I knew he was always with me. I, just acknowledging and knowing that was so powerful. And getting to the place where as I'm going about my day, I'm talking to God and I have a mentor who calls it practicing the presence of God. We're practicing the presence. God is with us. And it began to shift how I saw God, whether I was like, he was distant and far away from me. And I was like trying to break through heaven. Like, could you please hear me to, wow, God is God is actually closer to me than my next breath. Like he has made his home inside of me. And that shifts how I talk to him because he's not so distant. And I'm just hoping that maybe he would answer. I know that he's hearing me and he's like one of my core fears when I was like performing and doing all the things was that God was going to leave. Like I had, I had that um, negative um, condemning voice in my head, but I thought it was God's voice. I thought that was how God was communicating to me. And I began to realize like that was 
the perception and the view of God that I had been given or taught or that had been painted for me, but he was actually not threatening to leave me. So it changed everything for me to be able to recognize that he was always with me and how I communicate with him is so different. Was it a process or did something happen to sort of like enlighten you? Yeah, there, there was definitely a process. Um, the pastor that I grew up under was exposed, um, as abusive at home and it began to unravel everything. Like, Mm -hmm. well, if he's living a lie, like what else isn't true? And then, um, a a journey to discover and admit that I was in an abusive, like a spiritually abusive, um, environment. Um, and then untangling all of that from, oh, wait, that's not how God is. That's just how this, this person was. And that's how they viewed God. And that's why that's what they passed on. Do you think sometimes people are attracted to a more of a check the box thing? Cause they want to know that they can do it and they did everything right. You know, maybe it's harder to take that time and build a relationship with God. I don't know. Just throwing that out as mm-hmm. a question. Oh, absolutely. I completely think so. Okay. Um, I, I think um, even when the box is or the checklist is crushing and the weight mm-hmm. of it feels unbearable, like I can't measure up, it somehow is more predictable. It somehow feels like we can control it, even though we know that we're not going to get it right all the time. It can feel like we have at least some measure of control over our life and how um, God experiences us, how we experience the world around us. Yeah. And it seems like one big change that happens to me many times when I'm praying is reaching that point of surrender. Like Mm -hmm. I quit, you know, you know, we, we might be praying, but not realizing that we haven't fully surrendered that. Have you ever came across a situation where you're like, I've got to leave this in God's hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember the first time, Oh, that I, thought of actually opening my hands up like that clenched fist picture we get when we're like, no, I've got this, I've got this. But there was a lot of um, perception of who God was that I had to um, untangle first because I would, I had this image in my mind that if I opened up my hand to God and somehow if I surrendered it, he was just going to snatch it. And he was like, going to just take it away, whatever I surrendered. So opening my hands up was like, oh, wait, I'm going to stop trying to control outcomes uh, like or what my husband does or how other people show up in the world. Like I'm trying to control them. And if I surrender them to God, I actually had to learn that he writes more beautiful stories than we try to. Right. I love that. Yes. Yes. He makes all things beautiful in his time. (laughs) Um, and then also you talked about how, when we talked earlier that you became more bold as your relationship with God grew. Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I became aware that I was being very proper in prayer And, and I think we do this accidentally, but sometimes you'll hear people pray and their voice changes. It's kind of like, um, 
I have my customer service voice. And I think I have a podcasting voice too, like where I just okay, like, I yes. sit up a little taller. <laughs> like it just, I don't know. I don't know how to overcome it. I maybe I'm still working towards it, but I think we do this with God where we like, we kind of puff up our chest a little bit and we like say things just, just a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we want him to love us just the way that we are, but then we, but then we kind of try to be something that we're not in our prayer and getting to the place where I was willing to say really scary and hard things to God. Like, um, I remember one time, um, we were, I was doing a memory verse with my daughter and it was, um, first Peter, I can't remember the reference, but casting all your care on him because he cares for you. And I, she was not understanding the word casting. And I was, I said the word throw, I was like, we can just throw it. And I got this picture in my mind of like, wow, we can just like chuck this. We can just like <laughs> throw it. And I was like, we don't have to like set it down all very gently. And it just shifts how I like, think about it. Like God isn't afraid of us, like saying those hard things. And even, I think I gave you the example of telling God as I'm untangling things that I believe saying, if this is actually true about you, I, I don't want you. And just being so honest Mm -hmm. because I, we think we are afraid of that honesty. We're afraid of it. We're afraid of rejection. Like if I'm this honest, is he going to like walk away Mm -hmm. or are other people going to abandon me? And he's not going anywhere, even when we're even when we're brutally honest. Um, and when we open up those spaces, like Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and shame, when we open up our ourselves vulnerably to our authentic feelings and God continues to not leave and loves us, there's so much power and healing in his um, meeting us in those, like what feel like bottomed out moments. Wow. Wow. That is, that is super powerful. And I, yeah, I can see where it, it becomes a process because we try it out like a little bit. It's like, are you still there after I uh-huh. said that? Great. Great. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, and and um, so I feel like that also relates to knowing God. So as you know, God, maybe that helps set you free to be more real and genuine and mm-hmm. yourself with them. Yeah, Absolutely. So now what if someone feels like their boxes are not checked? You know, they, they want to pray, they want to talk to God, but it's, it's like maybe a sense that I'm not worthy or I just yelled at my kids or, you know, Mm -hmm. how, how do they overcome or what would you maybe suggest in overcoming those senses of not being worthy to just pray in a vulnerable way to God? Mm, yeah, I think we have to get to the point where we realize that our worthiness isn't dependent on us and our, de- our worthiness is a gift. It's something that Jesus gifts us. It's not something that we earn. So even when, like you said, we've yelled at our kids or we've snapped at our husband or we've, um, made a mistake that feels like a big deal. And, um, we feel that weight just remembering that our call to come boldly before the throne of grace 
doesn't depend on whether or not we've cleaned up because Jesus tore that veil, right? Mm-hmm. We've been, we have been given that access. Um, so it, it's a process, but it's constantly reminding ourselves of the truth. What is, what is the truth? And the truth is that it's not based on what we do or do don't do. Right. So if you need to keep affirmations handy, I love pairing affirmations with verses, or if you take a verse and you insert, um, your name instead of like something that's in there that seems a little bit more generic, but really connecting it to yourself, um, can be really powerful. So doing something that speaks life over yourself yeah. to, to retrain your brain so that in those moments of defeat happen, you have started new pathways, um, towards, um, your true identity, which is that you are, you are a child of God and you have been invited to come to the throne, whether or not you feel, um, feel worthy. Wow. And that, that's so good. And it is like too good to be true. That's why we have such a hard time with it, but, um, mm-hmm. it, true. but it is true. So, all right. Um, well, do you have any other thoughts on prayer or anything else that you feel like you'd like to add? Hmm. I think it's easy to listen to people on a podcast or maybe on social media and think that they have it, they have it figured out. And I just want to encourage people that I don't have prayer figured out. I still am learning what it's like to get back to a list. Like we talked about a list in the beginning, Mm -hmm. like there are people that I don't want to forget. And I felt I mean, there's so much power in just praying and letting the Holy Spirit guide us, right? I think there's mm-hmm. so much room for that. But I'm I'm learning to make it more consistent without making it feel legalistic. So yeah. I think there's room for both and there's so much room for growth. And um, I've learned a lot. God has shown me a lot, but I don't want people to feel like um, I've got it figured out any more than they are capable of having that close relationship with God. Yeah. I, you know, and I, it's interesting you say that because I just even listening to you, it's like, wow, you really feel like you understand God's grace. And, you know, it's sometimes so hard to get a hold of. I mean, just recently, here I have the prayer podcast, all stuff. And I've been like, Lord, I'm just not praying like I should. Teach me to pray. And, you know, we... Mm-hmm. We want to put a lot on ourselves and our performance instead of, you know, just knowing we can constantly come to him with whatever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, how would someone connect with you if they are interested in your ministry and what you're doing? What's the best way to get a hold of you, Emily? Yeah. Um, come connect with me on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace. And you can also go to um, your relationship with God.com forward slash identity. And I have a four day um, challenge, an email series that you can take to just um, bask in who you already are in, in Christ. And it's, it's called the belong and rest um, challenge so that we can spend more time um, resting in God's grace and who he says we already are. Um, so those, those are two um, resources. And I would love to connect with you there. Okay, and I'll put a link in the show notes. And that belong and rest sounds like something that 
people need to do, I need to do all the time. Come mm-hmm. back and yes. remember that we can rest in him. Uh, and I do find so many answers to prayer come out of a place of rest. They come mm. out of that, that sense where, Lord, I trust you and, you know, bring it to That's him and so let good. him take care of it. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much again. I loved having you. And um, we will see you again the next time on Storming the Gates. And you'll, you can listen to Emily again at Abundant Grace Podcast. Oh, should we pray? <laughs> I'm going to edit that little section happy. out, but I feel like we should end with prayer. Emily, would you close us out in prayer today? I'd be happy to. God, thank you so much for this space. Thank you for the gift of podcasting and I'm encouraging your sons and your daughters. Thank you for Joni and her work and her um, desire to encourage people in prayer. God, I ask that you would help the people that are listening to feel um, inspired to be more real with you and just take down their guard and learn to trust you because it is a process, but help them to uh, learn that you are never, you're never going to leave them or abandon them and that they can rest and they can work from that, that place and that assurance. Yes. So you would remind them of your presence as they go about their day and that you would send them this tangible evidences of your love and your grace in their life. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to Storming the Gates. Be sure to visit our website at stormingthegates.net. While there, sign up for the newsletter and you'll receive free prayer cards and a Bible study for each episode. Check the show notes for links to items mentioned in today's show. We'll see you here again for the next episode of Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer.